What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Stephen A. Smith from ESPN, and you're listening to Complex Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Complex Sports Podcast. On this week's episode, we have a very special interview with Stephen A. Smith talking about his new show, his life at ESPN, Rise in Media, Kyrie Irving and the Nets, and much more. Before that, we talk about the Browns' big playoff win, the NFL wildcard weekend, and uh, some other sports stuff. So let's get to this week's episode of the Complex Sports Podcast. All right, guys. How's it going? It's Kelvin from Orange County. Happy New Year. All right, look. We got to give Chops his credit. We got to give credit where credit is due. His team did it. Woo. I don't want to hear him talk about it, but hey, props to him. But I, but I, Zion, Adam, we can't complain about this one, boys. I'm sorry. And now Juju's just going to be TikToking in Cancun, I guess. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of the Complex Sports Podcast. It's your man, Chops. As always, I'm joined with Zion and Adam Caparel. Fellas, I think that call perfectly summed it up. How are we doing this week? Happy birthday to me. When, when this happy birthday drops. to Zion. Happy birthday to Zion. Who wishes themselves a happy birthday? Nah, because y'all weren't going to do it because we're recording a day early, so I had to remind you. That's incredibly you know, lame, pal. Incredibly you know, lame. Nah. I was going to do it. Not I was going to do it. No, it's it's incredibly lame to wish yourself a happy birthday. So congrats Just on Just because you don't have lame. friends, don't get mad at me, okay? All right. I, I could anyway. see Adam like I could see like Adam hating birthdays. Like you just he does. Your own when, when I remember when we were in the office. I wish Adam happy birthday because uh, I was a day late and he just didn't tell anybody. He was like, "Oh, I don't really care." Yeah, I don't, <laughs> say I don't, I don't really acknowledge him. Yeah. <laughs> Zion, when you get really when you when you have when you get up to that many of them, it's like you just oh yeah 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 you lose, you know, you lose track. Five. You know. Exactly, yeah. Fellas, <laughs> could we have started this episode with a better call? Shout out to Zion. Who, who was the name of the caller? Kelvin, I think. Kelvin. Kelvin. Yeah, Thank repeat you. call. So shouts to call him back in the hotline. Thank Shout you for – could we – guys, I'm just filled with so much joy right now. So much joy. I, I really so – you know what You know what kills me is that you caught me in puffing your chest after this after these wins – when you acting like you weren't you weren't crapping your pants last night when you were up thirty five nothing like on, you were on the timeline like panicking. Yeah, if Mike Tomlin had made a god awful decision not to go for it on fourth and one, yeah. you would have been would have been certified shitting oh, your pants. It, it, life as a Browns fan, it's never over until it's over. But you know what? It's over and we won. So also, I hope you send a I hope you send a bottle of champagne it, to Ben it, it, Roethlisberger, who was in on the fix throwing so, four interceptions. So, so you, Adam, you're such a, you're such a, a predictable. You're such a. You're, I don't I don't give a shit. We're we're tweaking. <laughs> we're tweaking you, pal. We're tweaking you over. That's you have Browns no, won. You're so you're so predictable. You, you moved on. You moved on. But we're tweaking you, pal. You guys were wrong about the Browns. You were wrong about Baker Mayfield. You were no, wrong about was, Kevin. What did Baker do last? What did Baker do on Sunday? Uh, Baker didn't throw for two two sixty you know three touchdowns I was last wrong night. About, I was wrong about the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's who I was wrong about. Because oh, so the, Bar- the Browns the, did nothing last night. The Browns bro, they gave you a touchdown to start the game. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You guys realize? Not, you guys realize? The Browns I am not discrediting this. the Browns. I am not discrediting the Browns. You, you guys realize the Browns practice once this in two that weeks, right? That is a great win. You guys outplayed them. You were the better Thank team. You. Yeah. But Thank they you. gifted you eight 
touchdown to start the game out the gate. So thank you. Uh, And Ben Roethlisberger gifted you four extra possessions too. But the Browns do deserve credit for not practicing, not having their head coach, having having guys on the offensive line that Adam just got credit for winning the the game. They deserve credit for winning the game. I'm just, won, I'm just, bro. I'm giving you guys credit. We relax, pal. Yeah, this I'm giving you credit. We, we try to give them credit. And yeah, say, no, no, I know. And you're interrupting no. me. I'm giving you, I'm giving the Browns credit for the first time in my goddamn life. Like fall back for one second. So they do okay. deserve credit for that victory. It's impressive. The Steelers did everything in their fucking power to give their division rival a victory. But and the bottom line is, Browns won. I picked against them. Props to them. They're moving on to the Chiefs. Season ends next weekend, but enjoy the victory for right now. Oh, you just had to, you had to get that one in there. You know, here's my here's my game shoutouts for the game. Here's my game shoutouts. Number one, Juju Smith Schuster. Thank you. This is the Browns. Thank you. Just all uh, what they didn't need any more motiva- motivation. The Browns didn't. They were down their head coach. All that he just decided to say that. Thank yeah, you very much. Once he said that, that was kind of like that was kind of like I was like oh man that's always that always that never when people say stuff like that it never works out in their favor it never works out especially Juju who's been uh stuffing his foot in his mouth all season like you knew it was going to happen so Juju's going to have a long summer of TikToking have fun again Adam I will bring it up as you said Mike Tomlin thank you thank you for being a straight-up coward and and not going for it on fourth and one on your own 46. I thought Mike Vrabel had the worst decision of the weekend, not going for it on in the Ravens game. Mike Tomlin took the cake. I want a took- 30 for 30 in that decision because that was beyond egregious. How do you punt the ball in that situation and just totally kill all momentum for your team? It's mind-boggling. It, here's the thing. They punted it into the end zone. I know. They, well, they, it was they a missed, they, they nearly missed, uh, you know, downing it by the one by well, uh, uh, Nearly whatever. Still, they yeah, punted no, it in the right. end zone. Right. And then you know what happened? Baker put on his big boy pants, and he went and scored a touchdown. That's what he did. All right. I'm giving the Browns credit. Let's not, not go. Let's not go crazy with the Baker praise because you, you they did it mostly with the run game and a lot of yards after the catch what, situation. What? So, oh, Baker did his job but he did his job. He did his job. You know, you know what's funny, Adam. You know why the NFL is funny and football is funny? Why? Who, who are the two teams that the Jets beat this season? The Rams and the Browns, who advanced into the both team, both of those teams just won playoff yeah. games. And what does it get the Jets? Nothing. Justin, it got him Justin Fields. So well, that's still up. There's still a lot of machinations before we get to that to that uh, to that decision. But what, so other, I would say the Browns was the most. I, I, also, we have Stephen A. Smith on this episode. Really fun interview coming up a little bit later. We're going to talk some more football though before we get to that. Oh, you you had your celebration. It's time for me to celebrate. Lamar oh, boy, Jackson, to celebrate? Oh, uh, yep. Okay. Lamar I will get I, Jackson. What did I tell game. y'all? Great what game. Did he I played tell a great y'all? game. That was a, a game. revenge game. He took that game personal. The Ravens took that personal. And he now took they don't advantage even have to of, play no, the he, Chiefs. He, he, he took advantage with his superior talent against a shitty defense. And he took care of business. Uh, I'm going to stop you there. I don't think that the Titans defense didn't lose him that game. The Titans defense played okay. Vrabel and Arthur Smith in that offense, it, some of the worst play calling. Whoever hires Arthur Smith as their head coach, Adam Prey. Well, the Jets, the Jets. The Jets just interviewed him, so 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 he'll probably get hired <laughs> by the Jets. I the first down runs by Derrick Henry. They kept running it on first down with Derrick Henry when everybody saw it coming. It it, it was just idiotic game Listen, plan. But I can't. Henry, I got to give props to Lamar. I got to give props to Lamar because it started shaky. Zion, you can't tell me you weren't nervous when he threw that pick. 
That was uh, a bad I was start. I was worried, but but I knew <laughs> because you were got, like, "Fuck, we're going down the same road." Once once they got the stop after their field goal, I was like, "Okay, yeah, the Ravens going to take momentum." And then here. he had the big play. He had the third and seven where he scrambled and mm-hmm. he hit the guy, and it was from there. It was all it was all gravy. Man, it wasn't so close. And here we're going to do the picks, but I like Baltimore and. In, in yeah, that's what Saturday. I was saying. Like we're they, we're gonna they, do that. We're gonna do our picks, but I like Buffalo. Yeah, like we'll Baltimore. do our picks later in the week. But thank the Browns for winning because they don't have to go to Kansas City now, and now we could be looking at the Ravens in the AFC Championship game. We Ravens Browns rematch AFC title game. I agree you said with you. Ravens Browns. Oh man. <laughs> What what was what was the most surprising thing for you guys this weekend? I mean, I take out the Browns because I think the Browns was the biggest upset. But did you guys have another big surprise this weekend? Yes, the, how the brutal the replay officials are. The, I, did the they get Rams, one though. goddamn replay call correct the entire weekend? Correct. Yeah, they got them all correct. I, I, well, the the, the really big they ones they, they continually seem to fuck up. So congratulations to the NFL. Your replay continues to be an absolute disaster. I thought they were fine. The Bills game, the the one dude was in. And it looked like he was out and he was in. That was fine. What? How about that egregious non-fumble call to, that should have ended the game? Oh, I mean, they oh, fucked that up. They but, fucked that up. They it, messed yeah. it up, but they still, it still didn't affect it. It still worked out. But I mean, it worked out, yes. But If the gave, Bills would have lost, Buffalo yeah, would have rioted. You gave the yes. Colts four extra plays like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they should have rioted. Yeah. I mean, yeah. your man, Phillip Rivers, he, Adam, it looked like he was throwing a brick well, from the Phil, pocket. Uh, listen, <laughs> the only quarterback who looked worse was Ben Roethlisberger, who looked at fucking ancient. Both should retire. Both, uh, that should ben, be the end of I both mean, of their careers. Jesus Christ that that one that one duck he threw when nah, he, Russell Wilson was the worst. Uh, ben Ben was Ben had four interceptions, pal. Okay, four interceptions and was throwing like, ducks. Four hundred yards. I mean, the Browns' he defense isn't very good. Yeah, I mean, he had to. Other than the, the, other than Ben throwing rifles from three yards out of the end zone, everything was a wobbly duck the entire night. I think Russell Wilson's performance was my biggest surprise of the weekend, other than the Browns. That was what, bad, bro. What were the Seahawks doing? They they looked like they didn't care about the game. They looked unprepared. The Rams had they they didn't even have a quarterback who could like grip the ball. Jared Goff couldn't even hold the football because he just had they put, surgery. They, they put up thirty points on a team that was first started a backup quarterback who's barely played in the NFL, and then substituted him with a backup quarterback with a broken thumb. How do you give up thirty points? I don't think I think guys need to stop talking shit because you know what Jared Goff said he saw Jamal Adams smoking the cigar and it motivated them guys NFL guys just need to stop talking shit Jamal Adams Adams talks too much Juju talks too much Juju talks way too Adam you had to feel a little good about Jamal Adams losing that game I listen uh, you know what I'm just so over it at this point you didn't feel a little bit like no, yeah, I like, just fuck I, that guy. I mean, whatever. Jamal Jamal has said some clown ass shit over the years, just as Juju has said clown ass shit. So I'm just I'm just so over it. But I think the most surprising win of the weekend, yeah, a million percent the Rams doing that because they've been brutal. Up well, in the Seattle Browns were more sub- taking the Browns. Uh, uh, take eh, no, I'm not the gonna, Rams- even though even though the point spread even though the point spread was was the second biggest, and with the situation, the fact that. Yeah, I don't think it's a surprise that both big upsets were division games, though, because like we said last week, division games, you just know those teams more. I, I'm know? saying it's a bigger surprise because the Rams put up so many points yeah, with the sure. quarterback situation. And, and, for sure. and the Browns, it's surprising because of obviously the lack of practice and the coaching. I thought mm-hmm. that would be, you know, just completely yeah. stymie them. But in the grand scheme of things, it's surprising to me that that many points were scored in Seattle uh, by the Rams. 
where they have yeah. not performed well for the last, like, I, I mean, mean, Christ, like seven or eight seasons. R- Russell Wilson threw his first interception ever in a wild card yeah. game. And, and that, was, that was Pete Carroll's first home loss in the playoffs. So, yeah, it would. It, that's just, why, that's why to me, that's the most surprising result. See, of the weekend. Uh, Young Zion's already saying Russell Wilson should get traded to the Giants. Hey, we'll take Russell. We'll take Deshaun. We'll take Russell. But I think the, I think the Browns, the Browns, although like we kid and we like to troll you and get you angry and red in the face. Uh, the Browns are a good team. Like they're good. So like it wasn't a surprise to me that they were competing with the Steelers. I mean, like, we had was, we had all been calling the Steelers frauds for about a month now. Yeah, so. we've been calling the Steelers frauds when they were eleven and zero. So like, you just thought, uh, yeah, you just you just thought that a flip would. I I thought they had a, a switch that they could flip. Yeah, it just yeah. wasn't there. Well, it Mike Tomlin, in my opinion, is a little overrated, and I would much rather uh, watch the Steelers Browns. fans are not happy. Steel, I've they seen Steelers be. fans going in on Tomlin, they shouldn't be saying Ben retire. They don't want Juju back. Yeah, they like like they are. They're also in cap with. hell. They have like a million. You know, they have eighteen of free of agents. Yeah, it's like they're yeah. they're a disaster. But I'd rather watch the Browns right now than the Steelers. So I'm fine with them. Thank you. Um, the other big NFL news going on. Zion touched on it. The Deshaun Watson stuff is nuts. I don't know how closely you guys paid attention to this, but Deshaun Watson was approached by the ownership in around Thanksgiving and was like, I just want to be involved in the GM coach search. And they're like, okay. So he gave his, his thoughts and then they not only ignored him, they didn't tell him that they were hiring the new GM. And then they didn't request the interview with the coach that he wanted. And now he might get traded. That is insane to me. Free him. Like, what What are the Texans doing? The Texans are, are doing Texans things, what they've been doing. Past. Well, we all thought it was Bill O'Brien. I guess it goes way beyond Bill O'Brien because they're still doing it. It's always from the top down. It it's is. Every organization, it's always from the top down. And I can name two New York sports teams that will be prime examples of that. But uh, it starts from the top those, down. One of those teams is over 500 on the season, I think, Adam. Uh, they're coming no, crashing down, okay? Never mind. It's, 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 it's been a sudden turn the past couple of games. <laughs> so what this two would if you guys were the, the Dolphins, would you trade Tua in the third overall pick for Deshaun Watson? If you can get Deshaun Watson, yes, a hundred percent. Did you see on Twitter though? There were Vikings fans. I think Bomani Jones posted. So shout out to Bomani, but someone hit him up when he made a comment about Deshaun Watson. He was like, he was a Vikings fan. He's like, what about Kirk Cousins in a first round draft pick for Deshaun Watson? And Bomani was like, some of you people have absolutely no idea what valuation is about. <laughs> no, yeah, yes. that's, that's crazy. That, 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 that's a terrible But there's actual people that felt that was a legitimate, like, and there was people in the thread, I went through the thread, who were like, oh, no, no that kind of makes sense. Here, you can see the Vikings here, here, doing here, that. Here's what you always have to keep in mind. NFL teams do dumb shit all the time. See, that, that's why people don't know. Well, there's that, there's <laughs> that baseball rule. There's always one dumb owner, but it also applies to NBA because there are multiple dumb owners. It applies to the NFL because there are yeah. multiple dumb owners. So there's always saw, one dumb owner just, out there that'll do some crazy shit. We just saw, Desha- we just saw De- DeAndre Hopkins get traded for not a first round pick. Like, yeah. like these teams are going to, and how bad is the Laramie Tunzel, uh, uh, acquisition now? Well, that's why they should try and get that third pick yeah, back. 100%. It, it, it's crazy. They're going to literally trade them the pick back. <laughs> It's like the movie. Remember the movie draft. Remember the movie draft day. I don't know if you guys saw it, but Kevin Costner. No, because that was was Cleveland Browns propaganda. So I did not watch that movie. Well, the the thing is, it wasn't realistic. But he traded all his picks, and then he traded back for him at the at the end of the draft. So the Texans (laughs) are like trying to do that in real life. Pretty much. It's just nuts that Deshaun is getting this disrespected by an organization. 
But if you're an organization that needs a quarterback, you should 1,000% give every the team whatever they're trying to get Deshaun yeah. Watson. Every team. He's a top five quarterback. The, listen, if the Giants somehow get Deshaun Watson, this is over for you guys. I mean, just know that it's over. I don't think you guys have enough. I think I don't. I don't know how it's, a team could compete with the Dolphins' offer, though. Yeah, if the Dolphins don't want him, that's the only thing. If the Dolphins don't want him, then uh, yeah, I would take him over to him. The only, I mean, yeah. the only argument yeah, against him, the only argument against it is that obviously when you have a rookie quarterback who performs, you have money that you can save and use other pieces. So that's the only. And also, I saw some like idiots talk about like it would be it would be smarter for Jacksonville to trade the number one pick for like a veteran quarterback, which was the most lunatic shit I've seen. Also, the whole argument is is why would you trade for or or when you draft a guy. You're hoping that they could be good as Deshaun Watson, you know, or you're hoping so, they can be good enough in four or five years while you have exactly. a contract it, it, to go after a Super Bowl to I, pay high just, end guys, other stuff. Based on what I read and what Schefter and everyone was reporting, it seems like this is going to get ugly before it gets good. I can't believe that he he asked them. He was like, "Can you guys please just request an interview with Eric Bieniemy? An interview? He didn't say hire him or anything, and they didn't even do it. Like they like they ref- I don't know if they refused or what, but they just didn't listen to him. Like also, real quick, why is Houston sports the most toxic environment in the history of mankind? <laughs> Cheating Astros, James Harden's bullshit, and now the fa- now you're you're running a franchise quarterback, one of the five best quarterbacks in the game, out of town with your nonsense. Like, what is it, what is in the water in Houston? And it's all like started like recently. It's not yeah. like they're historically like a dysfunctional no. sports city. It's like all like recently. And uh, did I tell you guys I'm a Mets fan now? Though did we talk about that yet? Or we no? don't care. Okay, I am. <laughs> I am a Mets fan now. I, we don't care until you pay off your bet. Yeah, okay, you I, still can't. I, even pay yeah, off you can't bet. talk about baseball until you pay off your bet. Okay, good to know. Um, but but at two Yankee fans in here, I will say this though, Young Zion, I'm not mad the Mets got Francisco Lindor because I do. It's it's more fun to me in baseball season when the Mets are relevant and playing like playoff yeah. caliber. Uh, I just baseball. don't I just don't care what they do. They're still not going to be better than us. Wait till we sign DJ LeMahieu. Wait till we sign DJ LeMahieu and then uh, who is care. we, pal? Yeah, stop. Who that. is we? Stop that. I'm a Mets fan. I'm the a, Mets I'm have a Mets no money. Fan. The Mets can't sign DJ LeMahieu. They don't have the money. Steve, have you seen yeah. Steve Cohen's pockets, buddy? He's not. They're not going over the luxury tax threshold, so it's not happening. If the Yankees. Do lose DJ LeMahieu, Brian Cashman. We will be coming for you. There will be uh, if 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 Zion Zion. No, he's one hundred percent right. Zion, Zion Storm in the Capitol, which uh, the Yankee Stadium. He and a million other Yankees fans, because they will be apoplectic if the Yankees let LeMahieu go. Do you know how many white Yankees fans are like putting all their hopes and dreams behind well, LeMahieu right now? They're all on travel bans from the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There was some uh, well, there was some FDMY and NYPD allegedly uh, down there, so there was some crossover. That's not a surprise, I don't think. Um, it was a good football weekend, boys. Uh, oh, we real quick, we gotta talk about this because Adam didn't watch it, but Zion, the Nickelodeon game was awesome. Oh, I told y'all I the told Nickelodeon, you. the Nickelodeon. We I, I, I we're remiss if we don't talk about it. the Nickelodeon game was so damn fun. I love like it. The, I told y'all I did. I wasn't gonna watch that game on CBS hundred percent because it's gonna be boring. And Nickelodeon took it to another level. I was, I was it was so much fun. The first Nate, time. Nate Burleson and Noah Eagle, and I'm forgetting uh, the girl, the Nickelodeon star's name, uh, Ga- Gabrielle. Yeah, I Gabrielle think. Green. Yeah, uh, they did such a phenomenal job on the broadcast. Are you and wearing like, the hoodie that they that the NFL yeah I am wearing the hoodie? SpongeBob NFL hoodie yeah okay. that they sent me. Shout How out cute. to shout out to Big Raj for sending it through. So. It was phenomenal. They they the NFL went above and beyond with that. Like it was great. It's crazy how much Noah Eagle sounds exactly like his dad. I yeah. 
Like they, they sound exactly alike. Exactly the it's, same. They talk the same way. Like uh, it's just it's 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 gonna be good to have him take over when the Eagles don't. Right? Yeah, he's just gonna take over at some point. No, but that was that was phenomenal. Do we need to talk about your Nets before we go to the Steve no, Day interview? Not, Zion? The Nets. It's an early season. Or? Why are your Nets only three and five with Kevin Durant in the lineup? <clears throat> The three and five with Kevin Durant in the lineup because every game, number one, Steve Nash is doing a horrible job. Cannot oh, really? Coach. You already want to uh, fire Steve Already Nash. revolting against I'm the coach. I'm not saying you fire. I'm just telling you he's doing a very bad hey, job. You, Zion, I will he say He doesn't this. call timeouts. He doesn't He doesn't know how to uh, – the defense is not – the Jacques Vaughn is not coaching the defense. They're not defending. But the, you got to realize it's early and every game is different lineup. Like first game, we, two games we had Dinwiddie. The next game we didn't have uh, Kyrie or KD. And now we're not playing without Kyrie. We're playing without Kyrie for a whole week. We just got back KD. Like it's going to be up and down. So Listen, man, is this sweating, a, if, is you this wanna, a, if you want to jump on the Knicks bandwagon, do it now. Yeah, is this a David it. Blatt situation? Is this where Ty Lue was in the waiting and then Dan Tony who's, takes who's over? Who's in the waiting? Oh, Dan Tony, so I think, is the, the Ty Lue in this situation. No, Jacques Vaughn would be. It would be Jacques Vaughn over yeah, Dan he's, he's like the lead assistant, yeah. I can guarantee you Jacques Vaughn is not going anywhere near that near that whole head coaching position. The defense is the worst defense I've ever seen for. I think it would be Dan Tony that would get it. I'm, I, we're, we're getting Jacques ahead of Vaughn ourselves. Is getting, I do Jacques not Vaughn think Steve is getting Nash, paid more money than Mike D'Antoni. I don't think Steve Nash is getting fired, but it is fun to talk about when you have two high-profile assistants on your on your staff. But uh, they'll figure they'll figure out certainly. I mean, the NBA needs to figure something out. They I don't know if they need to take notes from the NFL on how to run a season. Taking of the notes, pandemic or what. you guys were running running out people. Why'd you say you guys? I don't work for the NFL. Uh, you, yeah, you you you, you propagate their employee. yeah. You you send out their propaganda and eat, and eat it up like you're watching Fox News or North Korean yeah, television, right. pal. Okay. <laughs> Call Roger Goodell, Big, Big Raj. Shout yeah. out Big Raj. That guy is uh, anti-black, and you ruin for him. You should be the Newsmax NFL correspondent at this rate, pal. But speaking of the Nets, our Stephen A. Smith interview, he talks about Kyrie and the Nets. Yeah, but real quick before we get into that, shout out to UConn for re-entering the top 25 rankings for the first time in five years. Feels good to be back where we belong. When we say we we don't care, this is like a legitimate top. Yeah, this is like the the top of the tops. (laughs) Yeah, like we do not care. Do you see how incredibly unbothered I am by that? I didn't even know we, college basketball was still happening. We don't. We don't care if you're unbothered. I'm telling you, and the audience is telling you that we do not care. Okay, you know what I also don't care about, pal? Your birthday on Tuesday. <laughs> wow, that's that is kind of foul. That's that's now. That's let's a, go now to the Stephen A. Smith interview. Let's wow, go. that's that's terrible. Wow, what a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right before we get to the Stephen A. Smith interview, I uh, want to let you guys know. Let us know in your review. Leave us a review on Apple, five-star review, and let us know what you guys want to hear from the pod, your favorite guests, who you guys want to hear on the pod, guests you you know, you know want us to, you guys want to have on. Uh, let us know because it helps us, you know, let us know what you guys want, and that's what's most important to us. So make sure you subscribe to the pod. Hit that subscribe button, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen, and leave those reviews and leave us, you know, uh, information about what you want out of the podcast and guests and everything. Also, make sure you call in to be featured on the pod, like our guy at the top of the episode. You know, we love featuring these. We love talking to you guys. 212-906-4495. 212-906-4495. Uh, call into the pod. Leave us your thoughts, your hot takes, all that. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. So let's get to our Stephen A. Smith interview. Great interview. Great conversation. He's a legend. Big guest for us. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Stephen A., welcome to the pod. Uh, like we said, hardest working man in sports. You have a new show coming. <laughs> Stephen A.'s world. Like, you're not stopping. You're keeping it going. It's... It's uh, it's you're not slowing down at all. ESPN Plus dropping yeah. January 11th. Uh, yeah. wh- what about this show? What what are we going to see differently from what we see on you on on other things? I'm just gonna concert, I'm just gonna make a concerted effort to have as much fun as I possibly can. You know, usually when you're debating hard, you're going at it, you're butting heads with people every single day. Um, obviously that's been something that I've been relatively successful at and. You know, just doing that has is, is, is been a big deal. But I've been a reporter for 25 years, so you had a serious approach to those things, uh, really, really um, generating news, talking about the news. And then after that, you get into the debate format when Skip Bayless asked me to come on in 2012. Uh, so I did that, and we've been fortunate and blessed uh, to take that to another level. And the show's been number one in the mornings for ESPN for seven-plus years. So I'm very, very proud of that. But I have a desire to host show my hosting chops. I have a desire to be a bit more lighthearted, have a good time. And more importantly, to at least provide something with somewhat of a late night feel. I'm still going to, it's still the ESPN letters that precede that plus symbol. And you've got to give, you got to deliver the audience what they expect, which is sports. And so uh, there are going to be some things that are obviously very, very similar, but in the end for me to have a good time, to bring guests on and for them to have a good time to celebrate them and what they do and what they bring to the table and have sort of that late night feel to it where we just having fun and you know that you're coming in there to have a good time. That's really what it's all about. And I'm going to try to be different twists here, there, the love doctor segment that I used to do on my radio show, <laughs> the baby Stephen A that people laugh about as my alter ego and all of that other stuff. You'll see things like that implemented into the show. But essentially, again, it's about me being a little bit more lighthearted because God knows that I'm always just focused and on my grind with the other things that I do. And so Disney Plus has 86 and a half million subscribers in its first year, but ESPN Plus only had 11.5. So they came to me asking me to embrace the challenge of really helping elevate its subscribership and profile and elevating the profile of ESPN Plus. And um, that's what I'm going to do. So we're going to get plenty of relationship advice. That too. That too. But you know what? It's not, it's, 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 it's relationship advice. But first of all, let me be very clear because it's very important that I say this. It's not my idea. I completely stole it from my all time favorite comedian, Martin Lawrence. I <laughs> loved the show, Martin. Yep. And if you remember, if you go back and watch and watch the series, there was an episode in there where he you know, he called himself the love doctor because yep. you know what he he brought a couple together and it worked <laughs> when he was trying to start ironically it was when he was trying to jumpstart his career in television because he had been doing radio mm-hmm. and then he was looking and he he got hired as an associate producer uh, by this woman there and then he came on and by accident because somebody didn't show up 
he, you know, so somebody didn't show up, he had to host the television show. And so when he hosted the television show, he was trying to bring them together. And, Hold on, you got to you got to be friends first and all of this other stuff. And everybody started gravitating to what he said. So they called him the love doctor. And the beauty the segment was hilarious because it ended with him finding out that Pam and Tommy, his best friend, mm. Tommy was dating his nemesis, Pam, yep. and stuff like that, which was played by Tashina Arno. So it's nothing new. What happened was I brought it on a radio show one day. And people loved it. Yeah, ESPN wanted to make a segment out of it. It was crazy. It should have. It I was mean, great radio. And, it was awesome. And and then people started literally calling in for real advice. And I'm like, look, man, I'm single. And look, <laughs> I, I mean, what the hell are you asking me for advice for? You know what I'm saying? But but you know, they kept calling and asking, and people were talking about the great advice. And then you're going in, and women are like, "I heard that you give great advice." I'm like, "What? <laughs> this is crazy." Okay, all right, if that's what y'all like, as long as, long as you understand, I ain't talking about myself. So, I ain't talking about myself. As so, long as you understand that, we good. We have so, a hypothetical for you. Well, no, real quick, yes. man, before we go in there, Stephen, you said you want to have fun, but the internet thinks you have the most fun in the world because you go viral every single day with your clips, Stephen. This is the thing. I don't pay attention to it. You know, obviously ESPN has a social media department and then they take clips from First Take or yeah. Sports Center, wherever else I am. And they put it, you know, on uh on, on, on social media and it blows up. The only thing I do intentionally is troll Cowboys fans. Mm. That's it. Now, that's me. That's me. That's nobody but me. I mean, that's nobody but me. I mean, I'm looking forward when they lose. I'm just looking forward to it. How am I going to, what can I do to get on their nerves and torture those Cowboy fans today? So that's me. But the other stuff, man, I just do what I do. And 99% of the time, people tell me about the memes. I have no clue. I have no idea that it's resonating like that. And I'm getting millions of views and engagements and stuff. I had no idea, man. They tell me that stuff. I don't pay attention to that. So Stephen A., I got to ask you, since you said that, yeah, yeah. Man. There's a famous, famous, famous Stephen A. Burner account out there doing a lot of, you know, republishing a lot mm-hmm. of your, your viral videos. Mm-hmm. Number one, have you seen it? Or do you appreciate it? I only saw it, it one time. Oh, you I see- only saw. I only saw it one time. <laughs> I understand that who I am and the world that we live in, people are going to use whatever they can to capitalize off the things. And who am I to say something about it? You see the way that I troll with Cowboys fans. Mm-hmm. If I didn't think it was going to be effective, I wouldn't do it. And so I can't sit up there and knock on anybody. All I, all I, as long as everyone knows it's a burner account, it ain't me. Yeah, for you sure. For then, sure. I, then I don't, then I don't particularly care. I don't, I don't hate on anybody for doing what they do. I just won't participate in it because I don't want anybody to believe you know that that burner account speaks for me i speak mm. for me yeah. but they can do what they want as long as folks know it's not me i'm cool mm-hmm. that's good that's good so adam did you want to bring up the hypothetical well no we'll, we'll save the dr love hypothetical for the for the end yeah. of the podcast so Just adam, you, adam, you no i have i have martin. a very good one i have a very good one to drop so you didn't we'll, even we'll, know we'll martin. stop acting like you knew martin adam you i've seen see. martin Powell, okay i've right. seen it don't worry about right. it Stephen a our young is great. Yeah. our young fan our young friend zion here is also a nets fan you see he has a nets hat on what yep. what is going on with Kyrie? What what do we? I have no idea, man. I really, really don't. I I I, I would love to tell you, you know, but I have no clue, man. It, it, that dude, um, he's something else because he's just in a, on another plane sometimes. And it's like, listen, personally, I love the guy. I think that you know, I meant what I said on first take a few weeks ago when I said he was coming across as a bit snobbish and. 
you know, and, and talking about the media the way that he was. I didn't think it was necessary. And I personally don't believe he's been victimized by the media. When he was in Cleveland, you know, it was people, you know, wondering about whether or not he and LeBron will coexist. But the bottom line is they want to chip. We knew about the greatness of Kyrie Irving. He's a superstar talent, got the greatest handle in the game of basketball, one of the greatest handles ever. The brother's skill is off the charts. He's an incredible, incredible basketball player. We all know that. Um, but he left Cleveland and went to Boston. That didn't work out. He went from Boston to Brooklyn and only played 20 games. And so when you look at it, um, you know, now he's taken off for personal reasons and the aftermath of what happened at the Capitol. We don't know whether that happened that had anything to do with it yeah, or yeah. if there's other personal issues. But based on how he talks and where his mind frame is at, um, he thinks that he appears to think that he's at a higher plane and a higher level than most. And my philosophy is simple. If that is indeed the case, why not uplift folks to make sure that they're on the same level as you as opposed to looking down? That would be me. Um, but having said all of that, um, he's a great, great asset to the NBA brand. Um, I love watching him play. And more importantly than anything, I don't think, um, excuse me, I was receiving a phone call. I don't, I don't think uh, uh, more than that. I don't, um, I think he's a good dude. I really think he's a good dude whose heart's in the right place. Um, and he does a lot of positive things for the community that don't get mentioned nearly as much as it should. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, you know, we need, you know, even though he can get on our nerves sometimes with some of the stuff, I think we need to pay more attention to all the good that he does because he does a lot of good stuff. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, no, he definitely, he just announced, I think he's paying for scholarships for kids. Like he, yeah. he, be, he was, uh, uh, he was talking about the the pipeline up in North Dakota before anybody was type thing. So you know, mm -hmm. you're definitely right. He definitely does a, a lot of good. Um, yeah. And it, you know, he he he's messed up sometimes, but you know, it's uh, if you really think about it, he hasn't really messed up. I mean, he's messed up in terms of okay, had you tweaked this here or there, y'all might have won. Yeah. You know, yeah. but in terms of you know, in terms of his behavior. I mean, when is when has he sat up there, been insubordinate? When no, has he never. been somebody that has been a disruptive human being or somebody that's not tried to be an asset to society? Yeah. He's not that guy. He's yeah. a really, he's a really, really good guy. He doesn't like me too much right now after what I said about him. <laughs> but that's life. That's what comes with. That's what comes with it. I don't care. You know, I get paid to talk about them. I don't get paid to talk to them. So, and I don't think people realize that enough. I really don't have to talk to folks, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm asked to give my thoughts and opinions. My days are reporting where I have to communicate with everybody every day. That has long been gone. Um, I do it because I'm a professional. I do it because I try to be a decent human being and be respectful. And if I'm going to talk about you, the least I can do is talk to you. If that's something that you allow me to do, but if it's something that you refrain from doing, that's your business. It's not going to stop me from being fair. And it's not going to stop me from pointing out that there's a whole lot more good about Kyrie Irving than there is bad. For so sure, is he sure. one of the most misunderstood guys in the NBA, if not all of pro sports right now? He is too busy trying to make people see the things that he wants them to see as it pertains to whatever issue is really in his heart. They're really focusing on using himself as a conduit to uplift other people by highlighting who he is and what he brings to the table. And I think that when you look at a lot of these guys, this is the what success and money can do to you, particularly 
when you're young is something we gloss over. People mm -hmm. think that, all right, it'll get you in trouble and all of that other stuff. Nah, there's a lot of guys, no matter what, because of their mama, because of their inner circle, because of their upbringing, they're going to still act right. They're, gonna, they're not going to engage in lawlessness and get themselves in trouble. But here's where they can mess up when they're young and rich and famous. They think they know everything. Mm -hmm. You can't tell them anything. You understand? And, and, and that's where it becomes problematic. And when you're older and wiser, you always recognize there's something you can learn. And you recognize you can learn it from anybody. Um, I've accomplished a lot of things in my career. I'd say I'm pretty damn successful. Yeah. I've yes. been blessed. I've been blessed with the success. I'm on the air with you guys right now. I can learn from y'all. I can learn from the people that I have to talk to later. I can learn from somebody on the streets. I can learn from elder statesmen that have experienced things that I've, net, I've yet to experience in my lifetime. You can always learn from somebody. And the fact that my success came to me a lot later in life than some of these players, I think definitely helps me have the balance that I have because I've been there, I've seen it, and, and there's a lot more that I'm going to see. But... I've always prided myself. I think one of the gifts I've always had is that I always use this line when I give speeches. I'm brilliant because I know I'm not. I listen to those who are and I learn from them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just wish that when it came to some of these guys, they had the same mentality. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, the other New York basketball team, are the Knicks back, Stephen A? Back from what? <laughs> back they from, ain't won since 1973. <laughs> back from being well, they're, they're at least they don't look like a joke anymore. At least, well, that's the, that's that. Well, I think in that regard, um, I'm very pleased with what I'm seeing. Tom Thibodeau is doing an exceptional job, him and his coaching staff. But you know one thing about Tom Thibodeau that people ignore, and, and we ignore it because we ignore folks' personal life to some degree, as we should, because it's their business. As long as they ain't breaking any laws, what they, what people do with their private life is none of my business. But Tom Thibodeau lives, eats, and breathes basketball. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's married. I don't know if he has any children. I don't know anything about him. <laughs> All he cares about, it seems, is basketball. Yeah, He's just that fixated on it all. And so when you look at it from that perspective and you see that, I think it's important to recognize that that's exactly what the Knicks need. Um, they don't have a star. They don't have a go-to guy. But they do have athletes. They do have youngsters on their squad. And if you're trying to build a culture, which is Leon Rose, Worldwide West, William Wesley, Scott Perry, the GM, if you're trying to do what they're trying to do, then you need guys who are going to go out there, compete, not be scared of anything, and play some damn defense. Because at the very least, that's going to keep them in a lot of games. Mm -hmm. And if that happens, you could end up being a 500 basketball team. And if you're a 500 basketball team in the Eastern Conference, you could end up making the playoffs. And if you do that, we're going to stand, we're going to give the Knicks a standing ovation <laughs> because compared to what we've seen from them in recent memory, I mean, damn, been, that's a miracle. They've been terrible. Whereas with, the, whereas with the Brooklyn Nets, you don't make the finals, the season's a disappointment. But if you're the Knicks, you make the playoffs, what happens? Really? Wait, you, yeah. finals are disappointment for the Nets? That's what it is? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <gasps> you have Kevin Durant. Even if with Kevin Durant do, is healthy. With do, if, Kevin, if Kevin Durant is healthy and Kyrie Irving is healthy, and Karis LeVert is healthy. Ain't no excuse not to get to the finals. Yeah, don't be making excuses for your squad, young Zion, already. I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying the, it's gotten a little bit tougher because we don't have Dinwiddie now, and now we're still searching for that person to fill that role. I do understand so, that we should 
still kind of win the East, but when is the playoffs?
But whether or not management looks good depends a lot on you. Mm-hmm. By virtue of that reality, you have say. And when management is more interested in flexing its muscle and showing who's boss, rather than making making you know making it a priority to assuage your concerns, it can disincentivize you to perform to a peak level. Now you ain't gonna throw games on purpose. You ain't gonna play like garbage on purpose or anything like that. But mood matters. Think about what y'all are doing. Something is something just like you're doing your podcast right now. If none of y'all wanted to be here, how good would it be? Not very good. You can't you can't do that to people. And I, I tell management that stuff all the time. And 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 it's 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 interesting for me because now I'm in a position I'm in a different position. Yeah. Because not only am I hosting my new show, Stephen A's World, I'm the executive producer. Exactly. And my production company, Mr. SAS Productions, is co-producing it with ESPN. Yeah. And so when you look at it from that perspective, I'm I'm essentially the boss. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, Absolutely. I got bosses at ESPN to answer to. Yeah. But this is truly, truly my show. You're ingrained in it. And you're yeah, yeah. That's right. I'm a boss. Yeah. You know, I want you going, you're gone. Yeah. I want you there, you ain't gonna be there. You know? <laughs> so so understand there's a lot of responsibilities that falls on my shoulders. I just happen to be the talent as well. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not happy and I'm miserable. Yeah, I got contractual obligations to fill. I got to show up. I got to perform. And the pride inside of me is going to try to maximize whatever potential that I have. But if I'm miserable, you don't think anything's going to get in the way? And, and that's what management has to get with Deshaun Watson. You can't do that to that guy. You can J.J. Watt wants out. Think about what a... What what kind of man that dude has been for that franchise? Yeah, if he wants out, then it's like guys, he's guys, he's looking to get out of there. Mm. I think he's looking to get out of there. Why? Because he's tired of losing. Yeah. And so you got to pay attention to what these guys want, and you got to treat them like they matter. <laughs> like in James Harden's case, Houston has a legitimate argument against James Harden. As much as I root for him and as much as I want him in Brooklyn, actually, with KD and Kyrie, which I don't think is going to happen. Here's what the thing is about James Harden. James Harden wanted Dwight Howard. Then he didn't want him. James Harden wanted CP3. Then he didn't want him. Then he didn't want him. James Harden wanted Russell Westbrook. And then he didn't didn't want him. Yeah. So the organization is able to say, we gave you what you asked for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And as a result, they can make an argument to push back at him because there's no championship to show for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Deshaun Watson has not been afforded that luxury. Yeah. And you can't do that to him. That's not right. Yeah. That's just not right. Real quick, before we get you out of here and we get to Adam's relationship question. Mm-hmm. So you are the executive producer of the show. You have your production company. You're getting more into the entertainment side, if someone was to play you in a movie about your life, who would you have play you? God, I don't know the answer to that question. Um, I guess, you know, about my, if they were, if they were trying to imitate me and make fun of me, I would say Jamie Foxx because his Cleveland A. Smith <laughs> skit is hilarious. I would say him for that. Uh, but if they were like addressing my life on a very, very serious level, um. Hmm. 
I would say somebody like a Michael B. Jordan. Oh, um, yep. I would say uh, I would say a Michael Ely. Okay. Um, um, I would say um, I would definitely say Jamie because I think that he's probably the most talented dude in Hollywood. His Tyson movie um, is going to be amazing. You, I, you can already, yeah, it is. You already it's know phenomenal. it's going to it's going to be. Good. I already I already, I already know. Yeah, I already know. So you got so you got that. Um, you got that going on. Um, yeah, those three really stand out. Michael B. Jordan, Michael Ely, Jamie Foxx. We need the film. We need it needs to happen. We need the. the <laughs> I don't film. think I, I don't think I'm worthy of it personally. Oh, you're being modest. you're being modest. You are being I don't, modest. I'm not a movie. No, I don't think so. Maybe a thirty for thirty or something, but not a movie. Um, <laughs> There'll be a documentary. But I, but I, but I, would, but I would I would tell you that uh, it, it, it it's crazy. These are crazy times. Uh, ain't no question about it. The opportunities that have come my way, I've been very, very blessed. Um, but I got to make it happen. You know, I remember years ago, years ago, I had the pleasure of talking with Denzel Washington and he gave me advice that I knew epitomized my approach to work every day and I've never forgotten it. And I asked him, he had called me to my radio show one time and I asked him, what's the best, what's the best film he's ever done? Mm-hmm. He said, the next one. Mm-hmm. And he said, "The he said, the celebration of the work is for you all, the viewers, the you know the, those folks, the fans." He said, "For me, it's about the work. It's about putting my head down, working at my craft, and doing what I can to master the art of what I do mm-hmm. on a day in day out basis. That's my job. That's what he said." Um, and I never forgot that because that's truly the approach I always had. I just didn't know if it was the right one, but I've always been about, I've never been about, oh, you know what? I've accomplished this. Let me smell the roses. This is what I've done. I'm not that guy because I have work to do tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And what does it mean? You know, when, you know, and that's why I got a great boss in Dave Roberts, who's tyrannical about winning. Um, (laughs) and his whole thing is, you know, I did something great, something great that he might call me at that immediate moment if he's got something to compliment me for. Within an hour or two, he's talking to me about the next day. Mm-hmm. That's how it is. And that's how I approach my daily grind. Amazing, amazing. All right, you got, you uh, got, you got the love doctor question? Yeah, I mean, do you want to? Let's do the love doctor Let's do You got two minutes? Go ahead. All right, real okay. hypothetical. If someone's hollering at you via Twitter or other social media channels, how do you take that that potential courtship from digital world to in real life during a pandemic. Oh my god! And, and, and say this person hypothetically called into a that, certain. That, 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 they call into that's a not a love doctor question. Yeah, let me let me ask you a better question. <laughs> that is not a love <laughs> me, doctor question, but, I, but I'll answer it for you anyway. <laughs> but, but listen, listen. You you if they hollering at you and you you know you take it into the real world, you got to pay attention to what's worthy of being taken into the real world. Hmm. You know because social media tells you a lot about what folks are paying attention to. Um, you can you can use words like algorithms and things of that nature. You can study it all you want to. But in the end, you have an idea of what's resonating with folks. So you got to make sure you're giving them what they want. Now, you can squeeze in innovative things to to sort of gauge the landscape to some degree to see how receptive they are to new things that you do. But you never, ever appeal to the masses by ignoring what they want. You got too many people that want to do what we do in this business and what they're paying attention to is what everybody else is doing or what they're passionate about. 
but you have to locate what somebody else's passion is. And based on that is what you have to do. You don't wake up in the morning and do a podcast to talk about soccer. As popular as soccer is worldwide, in America, it's the National Football League. Mm -hmm. It's the National Basketball Association. Mm -hmm. You lead your show or your podcast with soccer outside of the avid soccer fan, you ain't going to have anybody listening to what the hell you're talking about. That's facts. Yep. Factual. It's facts. Right. Great advice. Thank you, Stephen. Yeah. All right. Y'all take it easy. Okay. Thank you so much. Huge shout to Stephen A. Smith. Guys, that's, that's like a bucket list guest. I know that's on Zion's list of like top five guests to get on this podcast. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, me and Adam have, you know, talked to Stephen A. before. It was a little I, flex. You know, a little, a little you know. flex. Okay. I mean, Adam worked for him. Uh, he, he was my it. boss. Yeah. My first job out of college was working as a researcher on his old talk show, quite frankly. And it I don't sounds think he like remembered. he does not. No, it's fine. It's been a long time. <laughs> it's That's cra- completely fine. It's crazy because I was waiting for one of y'all to ask him uh, if he remembers Adam. <laughs> it would have got real. There would have been a long silence, and, and we got very. I look. Weird I look and dress very differently than I did when I was fresh out of college, working for Stephen A. and helping him <laughs> and two other guys, Sanford and Ethan, wherever they are. I think Sanford's working for an MLB Network. But anyway, uh, helping him get ready for each show, and it sounds like the new show that he's doing on ESPN Plus. It's kind of going to be a little updated version of Quite Frankly with um, some additional stuff thrown in, including the Love Doctor uh, relationship advice stuff, which should be a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, I, I did, I did uh, uh, fumble that question at the end. It should have let me ask. I would have asked Stephen A. How, how can I get a quarantine bait or wife in the next year? You know, Stephen A. would have helped me with that, but it's a missed opportunity. Zion, you're just going to have to call into the ESPN, uh, ESPN Plus show, Stephen A.'s World, which it debuted. It's out. So congrats to Stephen A. again on that. Um, like I said, bucket list guest. He's one of the easily the most entertaining person. Zion, I love you asking about the burner account and Three. everything. Uh, Our, that's great. the burner, the burner, Mister the Burnster Burner. <laughs> the burner himself will be looking forward to that uh, to that little yeah. sound right there. Yeah, no. Approximately how many times, Young Zion, have you memed Stephen A. over the years? Oh, that's good. I've honestly stopped. Over under like, over I, under a hundred. I used to do it a lot. Yeah, you did, you did like every it, day. But I don't do it anymore that much. Because I mean, everybody, I, the thing is, he's been yeah, so much. I, yeah, I was doing it before this burner account came out, to be honest. I, and, and then when it came out, it just became kind of like, when I do it, people will be like, you're stealing, you're copying the burner account. Like, bro, I've yeah. been doing this. So I just stopped now, but probably over 100 times. It's got to be, it might be more than that, dog. Yeah, you were, doing a, you were doing it a ton, pal. I mean, but I don't you blame did, you, but, but you did it well. I don't blame you. you. Well. I don't blame you. Uh, the only thing I forgot to ask him was to unblock me on Twitter, so I fucked up. The, oh, the that's last. sad. So I'm going to keep missing out on all this content, all this great content. But yeah, uh, another great episode, fellas. Uh, we'll be back Thursday with our picks for divisional round of the uh, NFL playoffs. <laughs> I I enjoy your couple of days, my friend. Oh, I'm going to enjoy this. I am going to enjoy this so much. So maybe, much. Maybe we should bring CJ back on for a third time. Let's bring CJ back on. CJ's having a great time. Maybe the NBA will get shut down for like two weeks. CJ will have plenty of time. Uh, it's trending practice. that direction right now as we tape this podcast and more and more games get canceled. So no, I, 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 I mean, just like I said with the NFL money talks, I highly doubt they stop. But that's a discussion for another day. We will be back Thursday with our picks and everything. Uh, make sure you guys call in. Leave your voicemails, any hot takes, questions, anything, 212-906-4495. We'd love to hear from you guys. Until next time, we'll see you guys later.
And as always, a special thanks to our producers, Josh Dodd and Jasmine Plata, our audio editor, Misha Jones, our production manager, Sean Sel Correa, our talent booker, Shanice Kelman, our senior director of operations, Jen Stewart, our general manager, Donnie Kwok. This is a production of Complex Networks. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.